Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Stace Babcock. You know, I was sitting here thinking like, what's something cool I saw on the internet or something fun that I did that I could riff off of for my greeting? And I got nothing. Nothing. Alex Finn. Now my mind went blank. It's like a freaking curse. Although whenever my mind goes blank now, wiggle it up. Occupies it. That is a cursed Pokemon there, Wiglet. And Samson Davis. I got something. Has anyone noticed that the new 2022 quarters, old Georgie's getting a little thick in the neck? Has anyone else noticed that? I was doing laundry earlier and they like, they kind of changed the design and he's getting a little, his neck is literally thicker and it's very, it was very bizarre you to me. Touch the that. money still? Maybe there, there's new archaeological evidence of trap. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this, this was definitely not. Muscle mass. Oh. Well, when National Treasure 2022, Nicholas Cage Zombie comes back to investigate us, we'll find out. Maybe he was uh, buying upgrades, like, you know, he's just getting new chrome. Uh, Pretty sure there's already a National Treasure 2. <laughs> when do you think they're going to bring that back? When do you think we're going to get the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull version of uh, National Treasure? When he needs to pay his... Expels again? Like <laughs> when someone forces us to do Cage Tober. Have y'all heard of that Cage Tober? Is that a thing? Yeah, you watch Nicolas Cage movies during the month of October. Oh, there's actually a lot on a uh, Shutter, so that might actually be a, a viable thing. There are a lot of them you should not watch. I'm just saying. <laughs> the Nick Cage episode of Community, where like they were like, "Is he good or not?" Nobody knows. I never saw it, but did any of you guys watch that movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, where it's like Nick Cage playing himself? No. And Pedro Pascal's like an obsessive fan or something like that? I heard it was strange. Still, okay, yeah. <laughs> About on par for a Nicolas Cage movie. I was listening to another podcast, and he apparently practices German expressionism as his acting style. Hmm. And what is that? Where you act like you're acting in a silent movie. So his sometimes overdone expressions and theatrics, it now makes sense. I'm like... Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Unless you've seen something. But you know what's not overdone? Fancy dice. <laughs> Hell yeah, fancy dice. You want some fancy dice? Want some high-quality fancy dice? Die Hard Dice. They have those. Die Hard Dice is a proprietor of dice that you should get for yourself or your friends or your enemies if you're trying to make a power move. 
And you can get those dice at dieharddice.com. And when you go to check out, use our code Explorers Wanted, and you can get 10% off your order. That's right. It's high-quality dice for just a little bit cheaper. And also, you're supporting us, the show that you're listening to, which would be a very cool thing for you to do. Just saying. So, yeah, Explorers Wanted, that is totally the code that we're going to have for now, unless this is like 10 years in the future, in which case. Wow. Check the show Check notes. the notes. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming back, by the way. We missed you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of coming back, who remembers what happened last time? I am going to pick on Samson. All right. Thank God. So last time uh, we started the episode with talking about how we were going to ditch our, quote, bad disguises and how we were going to get Clemuel back. Nix and Cha-Cha just came back from the high man's view. And and also Nix had just sent like three imps to Imp Heaven. So that's a fun thing I wrote down. Mm -hmm. It was also having a dream. Yeah, because I think we started in the middle of the dream, so Dilly was talking to a person with, like, mercury coming out of their mouth. I didn't write down what happened, because I was a little involved with it, so I hope it went well. I hope it went well for us. But in the waking world, we decide to split. Boa goes to distract Neb, and Bork and Baby Pack disappear into a crowd. And coincidentally, Dilly and Veronica Candace, that's it's Veronica Candace, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so uh, coincidentally, Dilly and Veronica Candace appear out the other side of the crowd, so that's cool. And then we go and introduce ourselves to Deneb back at Mesa Summit. Yes. So once we scare off Deneb, we go find a place to pull Clem out of the impole. The wall did not work, but old reliable, dark alley, able to get Clem out. Clem was not having a good time, but they are safe now. Because she was in the throat of an imp the entire time. Yes. World's worth uh, sleeping bag. It's terrible. So we talked a little bit on what to do with Clem. It didn't really seem like having Clemuel around in Bodrov was going to work out well for anybody. So we bamped Clem to Sala in Shalmus, and then Sala got a little mandibly. Yeah. Yeah, how to. And then yeah, Dilly okay. got a little mandibly. Yeah. yeah, but not before we killed Sala and felt uh, our gray guardian mark's pulse. When we did that. So yeah, while we were uh, trying to clean things up, Dilly feels a little mandible-like itch coming out of his side, side of his mouth. So that's what we have to deal with. Problem where we only have one solution, and it's kill. Yeah, and like brutally and quickly. (laughs) Yeah. So, also, it's just Dilly and Cha-Cha. Nyx is... Nyx is taking care of Clemuel in like an apartment somewhere. Yeah, she's putting her on the the bed. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're at. Yeah, Dilly. So you and Cha-Cha are there, and you can feel this itching pressure on the right side of your face, just above your mouth, right where your cheekbone is. Dilly's going to drop his half of Sala's corpse, put his hand up to his face. What does he feel? Does he feel any, like, growth? Just feels like your face. Cha-Cha! Uh... I'm feeling an itch. Like the kind of, uh, mandible itch. Can you look and see? Um, I hope I, I hope I'm just being paranoid because of this awful thing. But it's it's I feel it just feels itchy right right here on my cheekbone where I'm pointing. I'm just gonna give a real hard look to Nix. Like what? Nix isn't in the room. Oh, um, Aster, you want to handle this for me? Dilly, you hear in your head? Handle what? Can you not? Do you not feel that itch, Aster? Not really. Aster can't feel it. Doesn't know what what's happening. Chacha, can't you just, like, literally, like, look, look, like, 
in and through. If Aster doesn't think it's a problem, then it's not a problem. Don't worry about it. Your skin's just really dry right now. Uh, come on, just look and just see. Just tell me, tell me that it looks good. Just tell me that everything's fine and there isn't like a little mandible thing coming out of my face. It looks fine. Tasha's like saying this from like six feet well, away. Well, like you. phrasing, <laughs> like objectively, it looks fine on Dilly's face. And like, she didn't say he doesn't have a mandible coming out of his face. She just said it looked fine and his skin might be dry. All right. Dilly's going to kind of like rub around his face, see if there's any like growth or nodule that he can feel. When you do that, you do feel like you almost miss it, but it's like a just a very tiny bump. Not enough to distort the skin, but you could definitely feel like there's almost like a little burr of bone. Well, does kind of quietly panic. Come on, Chacha, I definitely feel something in there. Can't you just like look like you can look through stuff, look and see what it is. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's fine. So Dilly, you would definitely know after this that Chacha is way too far away to be looking through your skin. Because you know that Chacha sees through six inches of matter. Come on, Chacha, just take a closer look and Dilly's gonna approach Chacha. Oh, you know, Dilly, I have a little tickle in my throat, so I thought maybe we should practice social distancing. I don't, what? No, what? I might have a mandible coming out of my face. This is much more pressing. You say potato, I say squishy ground melon. Come on, Cha-Cha, please. They're like a window or a mirror in this establishment. <laughs> <laughs> or a shiny object. Yeah, I mean, there's some things that would have reflective enough metal that that would do it. There's definitely a mirror in the back room. I think you should just look for the mirror. What? You'll, you'll know it when you see it. I think she's scared of you, Adilabrin. Master says you're scared. It's not being scared. It's more of a, I don't know how to tell you this politely. When have you ever been polite? Don't start now. You have what would be called a mandible coming out of what could be called your face. Cut it out! Literally, cut it out! You can do but things. Aster doesn't seem to think it's a problem. So that's why I was saying go look in the mirror so Aster can see. I didn't say it wasn't a problem. I just said I couldn't feel it. He said he couldn't feel it. I mean, show it to him. Uh, Dilly looks around for a mirror. There is a mirror in the back room. Dilly shoves his face into it. Can you see, Aster? Can you see? I think it's right here. And I think the spot is probably very red by now, mostly because of Dilly's like hand and finger. I see where you're pointing. I can't feel it unless I'm driving. Uh, Chacha, are you sure? You don't want to just cut out whatever thing is on my chin, cheek. Listen, I think we should get a second opinion, just because maybe it's already fused with your lower jaw or upper jaw, and you kind of need those, so I need Aster's second opinion. Aster says yes, do it. Liar. I need Aster to tell me this to my face first, first of all. And also, maybe Aster can think of another way. Maybe we can improve upon the mandible. Also, I'm not sure if me being near you will exacerbate the mandible growth because of the infected fire. What are you talking about? You have literally (laughs) put my spleen back in. Until he lifts his shirt, showing the embroidery across his abdomen. Why is this so hard? I mean, we're not trying to cut out Nyx's fangs. Yeah? Maybe this is just your next phase. Uh, before I die, prof- uh, fuck, fine. Aster, please talk some sense into her. Dilly gives up control to Aster. Okay. D- 
Dilly's form erupts in shadow and stands a little bit straighter. And Dilly's hand comes back up to his face again and starts gently touching that spot. And then Aster says, interesting. Yeah, I know, right? And Aster holds out a shadow-shrouded hand and conjures a sprite of Dilly in his hand. Huh, weird. But see? See? I mean, so far Aster has not yelled at me to cut it off. I don't know if cutting it will help. Oh, look who's right. It seems to be... And there's this moment, Dilly, from your sprite vision, you see these shadows lick across your face, almost like black flame. And Aster says, it seems to be a change at the cellular level. Oh, shit. I might be able to arrest it, but I'll have to modify the wiring further so that I can influence that part of your body. And as Aster is saying that, Nix, that's when you walk back in from the apartment after having dropped Clem you off. Everything good down here, guys? What's no! up? No! Oh, I have bad. a mandible! <laughs> I don't see a mandible, Dilly. Aster, can you move some of the shadow out of the out of her face so she can see? Isn't it a very tiny little thing? Yes, but... Isn't it an under-the-skin, bone-burr-feeling thing? <laughs> Yeah, but there's kind of like a red splotchiness now because it's been touched so often. See, it's coming through! Just to be clear, I mean, it's Aster in control, so Dilly's form is covered in shadow. It's just a Dilly sprite you're looking at. Ah. Well, you can feel it or something, Dilly? Yeah, it's... Because I, I don't really see anything. Well, I, I can't really can't really feel it now, but it was itchy. It was itchy right here on my... what On that cheekbone. Just laughing because I'm imagining Dilly like a teenage youth worried about a pimple. A little bit like that, yeah. All right, well, uh, I mean, obviously it's related to the corrupted fire, so uh, I guess we better do that quick. I don't know. Anyone have any ideas? <sighs> I could extend the wiring. Aster, can you tell how quickly the cellular change is happening? It's not following a linear progression, so I'm not sure. Hmm. Worst case, guesstimate? If left unchecked, maybe a day. <laughs> Before it first starts to push out, I don't know what else happens after that. Uh, I mean, from what we've seen, it seems like the second it pushes out is when no more Guardian. So, okay. Uh, and how long would wiring, rewiring take? Maybe an hour. Nice. Oh, yeah, I mean, we got an hour, I think. I was thinking about, like, taking some needed supplies and resources from the shop. Nice. Anyway. What time of day is it? You guys had slept, so I think it is probably mid-morning at this point. <laughs> Nyx locks the front door and puts out the closed sign. Good plan. Mm -hmm. Aster looks at your sprite, Dilly, and says, I'm afraid it will not be painless. <sighs> okay. Hmm. Yeah, I guess either way we do, we bust in sooner or later, so, and we think three or four o'clock in the morning, that was probably a good time to go in when presumably most people are asleep in the high man's view. Oh, you just want to stay here and then just, like, go straight in? I mean, if I only have, like, a day, again, assuming worst-case scenario and nothing bad happens, yeah, I think so, I mean... Yeah, I'm totally for that. I think, uh, we could probably find some good ciphers here. Right. Going really, really ready. I mean, here's a thought, and it's maybe not the nicest thought, but we could 
would. We could. Bring Dilly back and stick him into Nev's room. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What? What'd that do? Well, if you went all mandible crazy, you'd take care of one problem. Well, we want to keep Dilly from going all mandible crazy. That, yeah. Hey, I know. It's just I, I have a backup plan in case we don't. That is a backup plan, Chasha. Yep. Right. Yeah. Not the main plan. For the record, if anybody's interested in my opinion. Yeah, I am. I would prefer if Adilbrim did not go mandible crazy either. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's high on my uh, my priority list for sure. Four votes for not mandible crazy, but one vote if, in case he does, we have a plan. Why would we put me into Neb's room? I'm just really tired of Deneb just knocking on our door. <laughs> We're just minding <laughs> our own business in this hotel. And then here comes Neb. Do, 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 do. Knock, 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 knock. Let's go get brunch. Let's go walking. It's weird. Well, yeah, I mean, like, obviously she's a spy. Yeah, you get rid of a spy. Duh. You're not wrong. It's not the uh, worst plan we've ever come up with. Yeah, it's a good backup plan. It's a backup plan. It's a 1,000% backup plan. I wouldn't really call it a plan. It's like if all else fails and Dilly becomes a mandible monster, then we will attempt to direct Dilly at Deneb. No, we wish we should, so we don't have to do it. More like a contingency plan than like a backup plan, I would say. Unless Dilly wants us to. It's a petty move. That's what it is. Yeah, it is petty. You are not petty? It's an idea. I didn't say that. All right, so what is our actual plan? Right. Okay, so here's what we know. Well, I have a feeling that the door with the three guards on it upstairs at the uh, high man's view is the one with the uh, super secret guarded fire. Right. It's like my base assumption. Cha-Cha could teleport us into that office or even out into like the hallway. But if we go in the hallway, we got to be ready to fight like three guards immediately. I mean, I, if we're bamping into the high man's view at any time, it's, it's going to be a fight on site, I think. So that's kind of been expecting that yeah and then uh once we are engaged with the guards cha-cha you gotta look through that wall you gotta look through that wall and you gotta tell us what's in that room people duels skulls well i I don't know if you can but just like what's around the door you know i feel like we should just like bust in the door get me in that room and then we can forever be in that room but then we got to get back out I mean, that's a backup plan, Cha-Cha, right? Like, if we go in there and it doesn't work, then we'll come back. Well, but, like, if it probably doesn't work, it's probably because we're, we're probably, like, captured and or dead. Fair. You also mentioned that they had, like, they did, like, an extra-dimensional pulse when you guys were there, right? No, uh, before, Dilly, they used a cipher to kill. To kill the children of the Maw. Yeah, but you mentioned that it was, like, extra-dimensional, right? Or someone said that? <laughs> Astra looks at you, Nix, and says... Didn't they just wound the children of them all? I think you were the one that killed them. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I helped them fulfill their last wishes. Right. Sure. <laughs> and, like, Aster, like, turns your head, Dilly, and makes meaningful eye contact with you. <laughs> Dilly just kind of shrugs, like, she's on our side. Like, so oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but my point being is that if they have some extra-dimensional weapon, they might have extra-dimensional defenses that could potentially block Chacha from teleporting back in. Maybe also teleporting out, but we might be able to get back. Well, Why would you bring that up, Billy? Why would you suggest that? Because it's shit we have to think about. And also, so we're not surprised when Dan does GM intrusion saying exactly that. Nah, fair. It does seem a little bit like daring God to do it. Yeah. <laughs> bit 
into the wind right there and not even wind like spitting into a fan done it a couple times and tenth time you figure it out i mean we've all yeah we've all done it chach has like just right back in your face yeah let's just turn the fan off no it's refreshing sometimes i don't believe you you should try it on like a hot day i will not it's nice no thanks no i was sort of hoping that we would be able to find some more people to help us like other guardians I don't think we have the time or resources to buy off anybody in Bodrov, if that's what you're thinking. Nyx goes behind the counter to see exactly what sort of resources they have to buy people off. (laughs) And if she doesn't find much back there, she's going to look for a safe. So are you looking for money or are you looking for ciphers? Right now, Nyx is looking for money. So behind the counter, you will find about 300 shins. She will look for a safe as well. Okay, so for this, give me... Some sort of, let's say, investigation check. Ah, right, because I... Yeah. My last advancement was an investigation, so. Nice. So that's a 12 for Nyx. Ooh. I was just trying to remember if we've slept, and I don't think so. So I'll spend two levels of intellect effort. Mm-hmm. So that's a six. Six. Nice. You find a safe in the back room. It's cunningly hidden, but you spot it. What do you spot it behind? I gotta say, it's like... It's got to be, like, a really bad painting <laughs> of, like, the Shalmus mm. ghosts. Nice. It's two of them, and they're fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, like, wow. it's distasteful. It's, like, you don't want to go yes. near it. It's, like, a great deterrent. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great hiding spot. I should get one of those. Yeah, they both look like they're about 70. Good for them. Yeah, yeah really. Actually, spry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, studies show that's where the most STDs or STIs are given. They're definitely flexible. I mean, all you, got time. you got time. Do that yoga all the ways. All right, next looks at the safe. Okay, it's a combination lock. I don't love that. Nyx will leave it for after Dilly's done being rewired. Speaking of, after Nyx leaves and after some time thinking, Dilly's going to say to Aster, let's hold off on the rewiring for now. If you think so. I just try. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, but yes. Because I think we might be able to... Maybe things go, go off without a hitch, and we can get this shit done inside of 24 hours. That'd be cool, but... That seems unlikely. Well, we've been doing unlikely things for the past few months, so what's another one? But definitely keep it in mind as, like, a plan A2. I would prefer not to lose you. Then why is that? Astra kind of looks like you see your face kind of in Aster's control you see your face kind of distort in this sort of almost it's a very strange expression not one that you're used to making it's almost sort of like an inhuman twisting I don't know I just don't Uh uh-huh and do you think you'd say that if you weren't sharing a body in peril I'm not sure I just know thinking about that disturbs my programming. Hmm. Well, then I suppose we should make sure that this little breaking and entering we're going to be doing does, goes off without a hitch. So, let's go see what ciphers Sala has, see if we can use them. Do you want to do that, or do you want me to do that? Because I, Do you know what you're looking for? Because I can... And in a sudden instant delay, you are back in control of your body. Could. The shadows disappear. Got it. All right. Aster is, there's a heavy silence in your head, like he's being 
very quiet, like he's thinking. Mm. <laughs> Just gonna make a mental note of that, meaning I'm gonna make a real note of that. Mm. Notes. Dilly's gonna go raid solid nice. shop. Okay. Make this easy for me. How many slots do you guys have open? On my person, I have two open slots. What about Cha Cha? Zero, but like I have three ciphers that we could probably just scrap. Let's start with the two then. Big money, no whammies. Let's go. The first one is a rather nasty looking disc with a sharp spike on one end. And you realize that it is something that should be jammed directly into the throat. (laughs) And it's a vocal translator, which translates everything said by the user into a language that anyone can understand for 28 hours. Okay. The other one is a disc that you recognize, Dilly, as an ice dermis graft. You've seen things like that, but not necessarily with ice before. And then when it's applied to a creature, the cipher immediately unleashes microfilaments of ice that crystallize through the skin. In five minutes, the creature suffers five points of damage, and gains plus one armor for 28 hours. Ooh. It's plus two armor against damage affected by cold. Five points of my damage, you said? Mm-hmm. Five minutes to fully load up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's not something that would help you if you slapped it on in combat. Right, if right. you did it in advance. Daly's not feeling great about the disc translator, so he'll try to find a third one if we can. Okay. Yeah, because Daly... Mentally, Dilly is definitely expecting to, like, not live in the next 24 hours one way or the other. So it's like there? anything that bites. Oh, I think in the background, Chacha's running, like, healing checks on Dilly. Like, on the sly. <laughs> <laughs> so you find, hidden behind the desk, Dilly, a small cube. It's very complicated. Roll me 1d6. Three. This is a level six summoning device. On one action, the device locates a random ultra-terrestrial being whose level is equal to or less than the cipher level, dwelling somewhere other than the ninth world. The being becomes visible in the lens. On a second action, the user can open a portal and pull the ultra-terrestrial into this world. The ultra-terrestrial cannot resist being pulled in, but once it arrives, it is not automatically compelled to do anything. But unless it can return under its own power, it's stuck in the Ninth World to stay. (sighs) That fucking seal-skin trench coat all over again. Listen. (laughs) From recording, you guys will never hear. Sorry, listeners. It was beautiful, and we'll do it again. Fight us. Does Nyx have any open cipher slots? No. All right, Dilly will take the ice dermis graft and the small summoning cube and leave the disc translator on the counter for the moment. Might come back to salvage that. I don't know how useful Io is at this point in our story. I mean, obviously in the game, it's pretty useful. And if everyone's okay with it, Dilly's going to keep both of these because Dilly needs some combat advantage. We just got a buddy cap summoner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was thinking that or that... um whatever that entity was that uh, we met in the forest that Cha-Cha ran into later. The Exogen? Yeah, the Exogen. That could be fun, but I don't know how useful they are. Or it could be something else. Okay, so Dilly's searched for ciphers. Nyx has found a safe with a combination lock. What else is going on? Nyx will call Dilly back into the room with the safe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hey, Cha-Cha, do you want to look through this thing and tell us what's inside? I mean, yeah, we can do that, but like... 
Resist that then? Yeah, no, sometimes they're quite small. Yeah. At the very least, we might be able to like look into the mechanism and open that, that one. That works. He's just, bam, rock. Yeah. Chacha, do you need to uh, rest or something? Oh, I can look through the safe and, uh, and then I should be, yeah, fine. Maybe a small power nap. Well, uh, we have time before we're going to head back. So if you wanted to rest now, like you could, or you could do this and then rest immediately. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. You guys are resting. Is that what's happening? Trash is going to look through the safe door to see what's inside and then take a nap. Okay, so Chacha looks through the safe door. You can see, you can't count how many because you can't see that far back into it, but there seem to be stacks of shins inside. Money. I mean, do we need more money? Oh, yeah, Chacha. Yeah, money's in there. Cannot have enough money, I don't think. <laughs> also, if you see an IOU in there, burn it. Okay. Always happy to burn something. On second thought, never mind. Don't burn anything. Chacha, don't burn anything. No promises. Uh, she's totally going to burn something. <laughs> yeah, I know she is. She's absolutely going to do it. So, uh, can you get this thing open, Dilly? Sure. Chacha's helping. Chacha will assist. This would be a lot easier with multi-tool arms. <sighs> yes, Esther, I'm aware. A lot of things would be. Dilly's going to, with Chacha's help, try to uh, just open the safe by hand, basically, going off of what Chacha sees. Okay, so Chacha's going to give you an asset, Dilly. This is going to be an intellect-based roll of 18. It is a cognitive task, so it's going to be a 21 for you. Salah did not skimp on his safe. Mm, yeah. All right, 15. All my stuff. I'm going to add two more levels of effort, so a total of four levels of effort. Bring it to a nine. Okay, so it'd be a six, because I don't think I added in Chacha's asset earlier. Oh, cool. 17. It takes several tries, but you manage to unlock the safe, using Chacha's help to identify when the tumblers fall. What do you mean, left-ish? What does that mean? Uh, I think it's like left, Dilly, but like, ish. What? That means nothing. Le it, how much left? How many clicks? Chacha. Chacha's just standing there silently. Oh, you wanted my opinion. <laughs> yes! Five. Five. God, thank you. I thought you were talking to Aster. But no, I'm talking to you. You're the one looking into the oh, safe. I'm supposed to still look into the safe? Uh, that's why it takes you all those extra tries. <laughs> you open it up, you find 2,000 shins inside. Holy shit. Nice. Yeah. Nyx tucks them away in her backpack, which is <laughs> getting heavy. Yeah. Nyx jingle jangles mm -hmm. everywhere she goes. <laughs> After that, Nyx will go around looking for face coverings. Maybe maybe we should wear masks when we break. I don't know. And then if she even if she has to go out, she'll put on some old clothes. I mean, not go as Boa, but she'll buy some. Buy some items, Daniel. <laughs> what are you buying? 2,306 shit. Let me open up Discovery. Tell you what I want. Wow, you want to buy some items? I mean, you have a huge bolt of wool, too. You could also just use that to make your masks. No, it's associated with Boa. Very distinct color. Material. Yeah, but imagine the story they would have to tell. Like, yeah, some people just like in like wool masks just busted in and fucking came out of nowhere. And then Leek is like, oh, I saw Nyx or Boa buy that yesterday. Oh my god, what if we made wool bear masks? Like, not like bear bear, like teddy bear. Uh, that'd be Let's imagine us, the blue bear gang. Equipment section, my favorite section. All right, guys, this is the good shit that we can afford. We can get 
memory ants, which is a small jar of tiny insects that run across a page of text and then return to the jar. When they spill out again they, and give an ink, they replicate it and then die. Nice. We get a shaper key, which is just a wad of putty that can be inserted into any old lock to make the form of the key and then hardens. Jock ring, a razor ring with a charged outer edge that inflicts four additional points of damage. <gasps> oh, it's a throne. I thought it was darn, <laughs> darn. Spray flesh, a tiny synth canister sprays out a sticky gelatin that covers and seals wounds instantly. Its use restores six points to a character's might pool. We're going to get a few spray flesh. Spray flesh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, spray metal, but instead of flesh, it repairs damage to like items. Cloth, leather, metal. You might want one of those just for your leg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sting Charge, a handheld weapon that fires an electrical bolt that inflicts three points of damage at immediate range and two points of damage at short range. Ooh, it's a rapid fire weapon. Sorry, I got excited. (laughs) And then a Whisper Lock that has no keyhole. It's a lock that opens with a secret word. We also get a Float Stone that can float 10 pounds or Brilliance Cloth, which has the ability to slowly change shape and color. Whisper Lock might be useful. Okay. Because we could, um... If we get in Fall Link room, we could, like, lock the door behind us with that thing, and then that'll buy us a couple minutes. Yeah. And then definitely need another grappling hug. <laughs> Do you have enough glow globes? Pretty sure Nyx has been out of glow globes for a hot minute. <laughs> she kept throwing them over edges. You gotta see what happens. Also, I don't know if you've been keeping track of it. How many, like, jars do you have of your venom? Because now it might be a good time to get milk and then have some of those around. Depends if she's shopping, she can't be milking. Nick's milks consistently. We've brought this up before. It's been it's been the topic of many jokes, so... Oh, the phrasing, though. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stace, what do you buy? You will definitely find all these things in Shalmas. The amount that you buy will determine how long it takes you to find all these things. Because you're not going to find them all at the same shop. Yeah, I figured. Nyx is going to buy kind of a lot of rope. Hell yeah. All right, so Nyx is buying six spray flesh, two spray metal, one whisper lock, three grappling hooks. Does that seem like a lot of grappling hooks? It does. We got the money for it. Everyone gets a grappling hook. Glow globes. (laughs) You just put it under everybody's chairs when they're not looking. She's going to buy two major glow globes, two ropes, three shaper keys, and two first aid kits, which equal 873 shins. It will take you six and a half hours to acquire all these items. All right, she do that. While she's gone, Dilly is going to break down that uh, translator disc. Roll me 1d6. Five. So it's a level five. Mm. So that will you have light tools. Yes. So that gives you an asset on a 15 salvaging task. So it's a 12 before any skills or effort. Say nine with my training, six, three with my edge, then one intellect point to make it freebie. Mm-hmm. Meaning a third level of effort because six edge. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you'll find two IO, one quantium, one. and then one responsive synth, four parts, and one synth. Oh, okay. Hold on. One IO, one quantium. Two IO, one of which is Quantium, Uh the other one is Responsive Synth. I see, okay. The Responsive Synth seems to be the thing that vibrates to make the translation audible. Mm -hmm. Dope, cool. What is Cha-Cha doing while Dilly is taking things apart and Nyx is shopping? Still running those medicine checks on Dilly. (laughs) Oh, right, we were going to do that. Yeah, so give me a medicine check. This is going to be... 
a 15. You have training, at least. Specialized. Oh, you're specialized. So that is a 9. 14. Dilly's looking a little pale, a little weak. You definitely notice that there's some sweat beating on his forehead. No further signs of anything pushing out on his face, but his body definitely looks like it's under stress. Mm-hmm. While Dilly hasn't noticed it yet, you notice that when Dilly is focused on his task of, like, taking apart that device to salvage it, he's fine. But when he's not focused on something, you notice that his hands are shaking a little bit. Oof. Chacha's just, like, nodding and making notes, yeah. I feel like for Dilly, Chacha staring is, like, such a common thing. Like It's like having yeah. a cat that just stares at you. You're just like, yeah. Staring at you. There you are. I think maybe the only difference, though, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, Alex, but I feel like the only thing that Dilly might notice is that I somehow feel like Chacha doesn't normally have a great sense of personal space, whereas right now, I imagine Chacha is keeping her distance. Yeah. Chacha's under the working theory that the more fire you have, like, the faster you will transform. Because nothing mm-hmm. she has read goes contrary to that, because there's nothing to read. <laughs> what a contested insight versus persuasion. Chill? Stealth? What? Depends if Chacha's trying to hide what she's thinking. No. Just like a cat doesn't hide anything. In that case, it'll just be for Dilly. It's going to be an insight of 12. I have three free levels of effort, so I did the math wrong. Nine, six, three. Yeah, I'll just roll that straight for three with my edge. I mean, I rolled a one, so... Buff. Hmm. You have fun with that. Dilly, because you have been working and completing a task, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. You're feeling pretty confident. Like, you're a little cold, but otherwise, like, you feel like you might still be on the top of your game. Yeah. All right. Oh, hey, Chacha. Hey, did you ever hear about this, um, what's it, like, Uberman sleeping schedule? Where, like, you only sleep for, like, two hours a day? That seems like a bad idea. No, but, like, apparently it's, like, really good because it, like, forces your brain to, like, go directly into REM. So, like, you're getting more sleep a day, ultimately. I think that's what's happening because I feel fucking fantastic. I mean, considering, I'm still fucking stressed about everything. Yeah, you're really sweaty. So, if, like, this sleep schedule you're doing causes you to sweat more, then maybe that's not a great idea. Well, I... No, hold on. I have my antiperspirant stone somewhere. Maybe I got lodged until it kind of fixes that. Lodged? Well, dislodged, I mean... Where are you storing it? (laughs) One of his, like, flapping laps. I have all these skin folds now. I'm not used to it yet. (laughs) Everything keeps getting lost. Okay. Dilly stops sweating, but he still looks pale. In fact, his lips seem a little bit almost bluish. Uh, is Aster doing the um, upgrades right now, Dilly? Or is this just how you're going to be for a while? What? I, no. I, Aster, you're not doing... You're not rewiring, are you? No. Uh, no, he's not rewiring. Aster, you might want to move that timetable up a little bit further. What? No, what? Why? Also, don't talk to him about my body. What are you doing? I mean, it's shared space currently. It's still my body. I'm just saying, you've kind of messed up the sleep schedule, so maybe Aster needs to take charge for a little bit, fix it up a little bit, then you can have it back when you've learned how to take care of it. I've done all-nighters before, all right? I'm used to it. But maybe you shouldn't be. You're kind of a squishy. I'm not that squishy. I've lost a lot of weight. I just hard to tell because of the skin. Look, this is distracting. I gotta get back to this. You're, like, 
gotcha assist Aster in the rewiring? So, one thing that becomes clear, at least to Dilly, I don't know if Aster gets a chance to say it to Cha-Cha, but Aster does not want to seem to proceed with the rewiring without Dilly's consent. I think when Dilly hears Cha-Cha talk to Aster, she'll be like, no, no, we're not doing that yet, if ever. That's a backup plan. I'm just, like, saying you're you're kind of losing the good coloring on your face. What are you talking about? Like, unless you've been secretly dabbling in the stage makeup I carry around all the time, your lips are getting a little bit blue. Blue? What are you talking about? I'm not cold. Yeah, that's the problem. We're not cold. Dilly goes and finds a mirror. Dilly, you look like a walking corpse. Oh, okay. I get what you're talking about now. Let's go see if Sala has any food. Yeah, get food. Tilly's gonna go find food. There's definitely food in the back. It's mostly like crackers, things like that. He does have a refrigeration unit where he's got some meat, but, you know, the kitchen presumably is upstairs in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dilly will make dinner. Try to save some of the meats for Nick's. Thought out as much as he can, or a portion of it, at least. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dilly, you eat the food. It tastes good, but that side of your face is just really sore. Just like a bone ache. Eh. Has Nick's come back yet? Nix has gone for six and a half hours. You salvaged an item and then you looked for food, so I can't imagine that six and a half hours has passed yet. <laughs> okay. All right, I might have been wrong about the uh, Uberman sleeping schedule, so I'm going to go to sleep. Somebody wake me up at, I guess, midnight, one o'clock, so... Dilly, since you were making dinner, which involves the kitchen, you hear screaming coming from the bedroom. Clemuel screams. Oh, shit. Until he calls Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha! Yeah. Clem is up, and then Dilly's going to go check on Clemuel. Tata comes with. You go into the room. Clemuel is screaming and has a hand up to oh, her God face. Damn it. Oh, shit. And she's like, he's coming. Oh, okay. He's coming. He's coming. And Crazy. then all of a sudden, a splorch as her skin extends as one of these mandibles bursts out. And her eyes go black. And she, like, slowly stands up <gasps> and looks at you. Fuck. Um, Dilly and Cha-Cha, please roll initiative. I got a six. Oh, no. <laughs> Our damage dealer's in here. Twelve. Okay. Lemuel is going to charge at I Dilly first. No. Dilly, please make an 18 speed defense roll. Oh, that's so much. Two levels of effort to bring it to a 12. Right. Four. Okay. You'll take eight points of damage as their hand extends and slashes across your chest. Oh, wow. Oh. Now it's Dilly's turn. Dilly is going to take a few steps back and then pull up his pew-pew gun and fire. God, we both have pew-pews. Okay. So that's a light weapon, so it's a 15 to hit. What pool would that be from if I want to apply effort? Speed. Speed. That's why I never use this. I have no speed. All right, one level of effort. So it's 12. Ugh. 10. Yeah, you shoot and miss. Cha-Cha, you see Clemuel, the mandible version, attack Dilly and claw him. And Dilly shoots at her and misses. I guess I'm going to shoot. Okay, so that is a 15. I got a 19. Okay, extra damage or minor effect? Extra damage. So it's a total of four plus six is seven. Nice. You hit Clemuel. She takes another swing at Dilly. Dilly, this will be a 18 speed defense. Uh, all right, roll that straight. 16. Another 8 damage. Ow, uh, 
Stop it. Dilly's turn. All right, Dilly's going to activate speed boots. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your rocket boots light up. Cha-cha. <laughs> no further than that, I guess. Medicine check on Clemmywell. Should have done this first. So that is going to be an 18 in your specialized. That makes it a 12. going to put a level of effort into it. Okay. So it makes it a 9. I got a 18. Clemmywell has been taken over by Buddy Cow. You don't know if it's possible to fix that or not. If it is possible to fix that, it's not anything that's going to be like standard healing. It's going to be something that's going to require like serious work either at the fire level or some other kind of Numenera. It's not something that you can just easily figure out. Okay. Daily, I totally figured out the mystery. What What mystery? What's happening? The reason you're getting attacked and not me is this Buddy Cop. Okay, how does that help us? Bad touch. Clemuel swings at Cha-Cha. That was a nice buddy cop. Like, Cha-Cha, please make uh, an 18 speed defense. We use a, two levels of effort. Okay, so that makes it a 12 speed defense. You just did that to spite me, didn't you? Oh, my, my stupid efforts. You're just like, teach her to have theories. Teach her to try and learn. 11. Okay, so you'll take 8 damage. Well, I guess I'm going to die, and it's going to be fine. Dilly. If I were to use a detonating device in this room, would it... Everything in this room would be included in that, yeah. Okay, that's not good. Dilly is going to try to shoot Clemuel with the pew-pew gun. Okay, so that's 15, since it's a light weapon. All right. 19. Extra damage or minor effect? I think extra damage. Okay. Hurts her. She doesn't like that. Cha-cha. Just gonna shoot Clemuel, because goddamn, I was trying to help you with my magical theories. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so that is going to be a 15, since your pew-pew is a light weapon. Make sure you guys are rolling depletion on yeah, this. Yeah, I've, I've just started oh, rolling oh, two oh, dice. Oh. I got an okay. 18 and a 13 on the depletion. Cool, so that's plus two damage. I was trying to help you, Clemuel, and you were all like, oh, I'm gonna... Cha-cha, what does it look like? When you kill Clemuel with your pew-pew. Oh. I think it's a clean shot because it was an 18. And because she's a friend? Yeah. Like a clean shot in the heart. <laughs> like it's not a gory, bloody, it's just like, bam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just drops her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Nix, you're heading back to the shop. And the one thing you notice is that as you're almost there, you hear the distinctive sound of pew-pews in the distance. Oh, Nix comes busting it. Not busting. She closes the door behind her, but... <laughs> and runs upstairs. Mm-hmm. You run upstairs, and you find Dilly and Cha-Cha, both wounded, standing over the dead body of Clemuel with pew-pews and arms. And Clemuel has mandible face. Well, hell. Dilly, by the way, in addition to being wounded, kind of in general looks like <laughs> shit. Kind of sickly. I don't know. But I did. So, uh, Dilly, I don't know if you've decided to let Aster rewire you, but uh, that might be like a real good idea. That's what I was saying. Because <sighs> here's the thing. You look a little bit rough. Yeah, I got. And I think you need to rewire and rest. So I don't know. What time is it? Probably about 6 p.m. now. Where are the three extra hours in a day? Midnight? <laughs> you know, around the fourth meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's in, it's during the hour and ten hours. Oh, we rest. could get ten hours anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll go put her with the with the others, I guess. And we should rest. Dilly, you should 
You should rewire. I really think you should. Uh, I'll think about it. Come you all happened really fast. Also, I got you guys some things. And Nick sets the bags down and goes to take Clemuel's body downstairs with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we dissect this body and figure out more? Or Like, I don't feel... Mm, well, we did it to race, so I'm like... I feel like we could, but we shouldn't. You know what I mean? Are we supposed to get mandibly? He was getting Nabovini. Yeah, but it's just like, should we do it to figure out more? Or should we be like, nah, whatever? Yeah? I mean, yeah, I'm a little... Samson, I would like to offer you an XP. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I'll take it. Will you give the other one, too? I'll give it to Stace. Oh, thanks. So, Dilly, as you're trying to answer Cha-Cha, you start feeling dizzy. And Cha-Cha, you watch as Dilly lands face first on the ground. Then his body starts seizing. And that's where we'll end this episode. Bad times. Alex, something about this episode. I liked the kind of back and forth. Like, we did a lot of fun little back and forth, and it was fun. I did not enjoy killing Glemuel. Didn't like that. <laughs> Notes on that. But, like, otherwise, our little back and forth, that was fun. Mm-hmm. And remembering to use skills. Cha-Cha trying to keep her distance from Dilly while Dilly was asking for help. Yeah, and Cha-Cha's like, mm, I don't know. Nick's got to go shopping. Yeah. Nick's got to go shopping, and it was great. It was amazing. <laughs> we do have a bunch of dope shit now. We do have a bunch of dope shit now. So, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is my turn, and I will offer our listeners an XP if they read the book Dead Silence by S.A. Barnes. This book is about a salvage mission on a ghost ship that was thought lost a long, long time ago. It was a luxury liner. And when they go inside, this crew of salvagers, almost ready to retire, find evidence of all the passengers and crew violently killing each other. And the protagonist, Claire Kavalik, has visions of these horrible things there. And everybody else starts hearing things and seeing things as well. Oh, yeah. And so the story is told in two parts. Her memories of the initial salvage and her debriefings by the corporation back on Earth. And it's just a really good thriller. It's one of those things that even if you figure out like sort of what the twist is early on, it's still a hell of a ride. It's just a lot of fun. So if you like sci-fi, you like sort of that sort of hard sci-fi feel, but you also like sort of ghost ships and those kinds of stories, you'll really like Dead Silence. So, Dead Silence by S.A. Barnes. Cool. Ghost ships are freaky. Sounds like a book version of Event Horizon, but the sci-fi part of it is good, too. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I really enjoyed it. It was a good read. The uh, tagline on the front is, so it's Dead Silence, and it's like, a ghost ship, a salvage crew, unspeakable horrors. Good times. Highly recommend it. If people wanted to tell us what they think of Dead Silence or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Come to our website, explorerswanted.fm. See our socials. Those are the places to talk to us. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. But honestly, come hang out our Discord. It's a place to be. Explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Talk about movies, books, like the one Dan recommended. Mm-hmm. Plants, memes, animals, all that. Also, if you'd like to support us financially and it is within your means, patreon.com slash Explorers Wanted. 
It's a place to do that. Also, use our dice filler code Explorers Wanted at checkout with Die Hard Dice and get 10% off your order of primo quality, awesome, life-saving dice. No promises on life-saving. Unless, unless you roll well. I don't know. Yeah, could be. It might save your character. Mm. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing you can do is to tell your friends about us. Tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing you could do is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Makes such a big difference for people finding us. And if you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, well, there's no need to fear tonight. You won't see her. And even if you feel her cold fingers slowly working up your chest, trailing her long nails against your breast, it's just your imagination. You're alone in your room. You're safe. It's just, you were already promised, and her long hands know that your ribcage is but the drawstrings to your heart, and slowly she will loosen them, pulling them free to claim the prize within. If you'd like to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. Dan, call me out on being single. I'm at Slam Potato. Listen, once the sweatpants go on, they ain't coming off. So good luck getting this heart. I'm T with the Unicorn on Twitch and Real T Unicorn on Twitter. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. bye. bye.